0: Bad, daddy, bad, daddy, bad. I'm hot for teacher.
1: We thought we were done. We thought we were finished. We thought we would never talk about a movie minute by minute again. But we were wrong. Join us as we get to know the cast next door. Hello and welcome once again to the cast next door where we love your mother's cookies. I'm your host Josh and joining me again today are Caroline. Hi Caroline.
2: Hi Josh. Hi everyone.
1: And Megan. Hi Megan. Hi, everybody. All right. And we are continuing on discussing Noah's problems in the principal's office after his big fight in our last minute. So basically, we begin here with Vicki telling him once again to sit down and she sort of starts reading him the riot act and he cuts her off. And it's pretty rude, I, I would say. That's probably an uh, understatement as to what he says. Oh, and yes. uh, we'll go into that in, <laughs> in just a second. He drops the hard C word, which is not appropriate. And <laughs> she tries to smack him, but he stops her. And there's more ADR as she tells him he's expelled. And then we cut to Claire's house, where she is... Waiting for Kevin to come downstairs Because he's going to the fall festival With Allie uh, He doesn't necessarily want to go yet Because it's too early And all the cool people show up late But he comes down Asks how he looks She tells him that he's the Handsomest man in the world And I think that's about where our minute ends So yeah, let's let's jump back to Finish up the conversation That uh, Noah and Vicky are having Yeah, just go for it Because that's, that's that's a rough moment in this movie.
2: Yeah, I think definitely not so much the, the subtext as much of the text as w- of what he's saying is that the only value you have in the universe of this movie is how how much value you, you present sexually to other people. And her being, I guess, you know, over 40 means that she cannot tell him what to do yeah. and that yeah. uh, be, as the more sexually desirable person he has the authority to do whatever he wants all the time.
1: That is a rough moment. Again, as as we were talking about last minute, this scene is extremely aggressive. And when comparing it to the deleted scene that we discussed, they like amped everything up to... 11 for that conversation because I will notice throughout this movie that that Noah is dropping some pretty harsh language directed at women throughout the film and it it just gets worse and worse as it goes along
2: but this that's almost to substitute him actually being scary as mm-hmm. as the villain of the movie though like they're pretty transparently just making him do and say things that might read as threatening but the rest of the movie doesn't really like do the work to make us afraid of him as the viewers of what is ostensibly a thriller
0: I don't think that it's ever really made clear not to go too far ahead what his end game really is but I don't understand in this kind of thriller his attacking everyone else who surrounds Claire at all. Vicky is ostensibly Claire's best friend. And so do you think that she's not going to go to Claire and say, "Hey, your next-door neighbor <laughs> called me all these names yeah. and said these terrible things to me." You'd think that if nothing else, he would at least try to turn on the charm a little bit so that she wouldn't immediately go to Claire and say, these are the words that he used towards me. This is what he said to me. I mean, I guess we could take away from it that she's so humiliated because what he said really got to her, hence her trying to slap him. But even in The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, Rebecca de Mornay tries to befriend everybody. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. She doesn't
0: just jump in and start screaming profanities at everyone. And that would make him scarier if he attempted any subtlety
2: at all. Like if he tried to isolate Claire by making everyone think that he was such a great guy, except for when he threatens her. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I was about to basically say that exact same thing, but you said it much better. But yeah, he (laughs) doesn't seem to be too concerned with pushing everyone away or sort of letting them into the fact that he's this semi-unstable, very aggressive guy.
0: Exactly. Yeah. He's he's very physically aggressive because he's very tall. In a scene with Christian Chenoweth, I don't think that's particularly difficult, <laughs> but he's very tall. He's very built and he does sort of loom over everyone. And even in the scenes with Kevin, where it's supposed to be sort of a, this is what you could be someday, Kevin, you know, I'm your new dad or whatever his <laughs> goal is. He's sort of aggressive and threatening to everyone.
2: Yeah, it definitely reads like he is one of the, like, New Zealand background extras from, like, Xeno Warrior Princess or the Hercules TV show. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, let loose amongst normal people. Like, that's maybe that's why he's constantly,
0: like, jumping into scenes and attacking. He's always just simmering. <laughs> underneath. And it's not in a sexy way. It's in a I don't want to sit next to that guy on the bus sort of way. <laughs> no.
2: Yeah, I mean, in a better movie, better adjectives could be used than simmering to describe the villain.
1: <laughs> as with last minute, we have an interesting little deleted scene to go along with this minute. This takes place right at, I guess, as they're setting up for the fall festival that Kevin is getting ready to uh, to go to in our at the end of our minute. And... The this seems to take place after the scene in which Noah's expelled because Claire goes to Vicky and basically is mad because she went through with the expulsion, even though she said she wouldn't. And Vicky kind of calls her out on it and says, you're acting sort of crazy right now. And that's pretty much where that scene ends. There's not much really to it, but it is sort of interesting to place it in the movie. Like if that were still there, what would it mean? And and it really wouldn't fit because because JLo seems pretty pretty calm whenever she's at home with Kevin when he's getting ready for the dance she doesn't seem too worried she doesn't seem very concerned about the fact that Noah is right across the way and he could come over and do something she doesn't seem too upset so it it, it makes sense that the scene was cut but it would be interesting too to have that back in there and get more from sort of their relationship as as far as you know Vicky calling Claire out on her insistence that this guy be ignored and allowed to continue coming to school.
2: I think the last line of that deleted scene was if you permit his like craziness, I'm going to think that you're crazy too. You're yeah. going to think that she's crazy. <sighs> like that just seems to be like the most awkward way of like getting that, you know, emotional beat across.
0: And is it not totally obvious to Vicky that they've slept together? <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's a a reference earlier about people making mistakes. You know, she's Oh, no, you can't expel him. You can't just just let it go. Like, don't, don't worry about it. And just trying so hard to protect him that I would think especially the way that I feel like Vicky was characterized as just oh you've got to get out there oh here's some sexy shoes that would be one of her first thoughts would be like oh so yeah
1: this movie does have a problem and I I mentioned it in other episodes with characterizations of it of these these characters throughout where it sort of brings up a point and then drops it whenever the story needs it to be dropped so they can build up a character, and then when that trait doesn't work anymore, it's gone until they need it again. And that seems to happen for a lot of characters throughout this movie.
2: Yeah, poor Kristen Chenoweth. I mean, I she is, she is so wasted in this movie, it's actually tragic to watch.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It is a little unfortunate that she doesn't have much to do in the movie.
0: But I think it plays into the interaction that she had with Noah, is that they... They style her so harshly. Yeah, J Lo gets to wear. There's a lot of uh, flowy maxi dresses. You know, her hair is just always sort of tumbling around her shoulders. And Kristen Chenoweth has sort of a very sharp haircut. She's always wearing very high heels, a lot of makeup. Like, they really play up the, she's, that Vicky, she's she's out there.
2: Yeah, I think they might have just cut, I, if, if those leaded scenes did constitute, like, more screen time for her in total, they might have just been like, you know what, let's just cut the scene where, like, the not-as-hot woman is talking for more time, <laughs> I guess. Unfortunately,
0: yeah. Yeah. Because she's, you know, the kooky friend. She yeah. doesn't have to be as good-looking by movie law. But I did,
2: it did make me want to listen to the Wicked soundtrack, like, whenever she yeah. talked, so there's that. Watch Pushing Daisy
1: yeah oh yes that's such a great show all right well is there anything else specific that you would like to discuss about this minute
0: isn't this when kevin's getting ready
1: yes I right think. yes true right at the end we we get kevin coming down the stairs in his suit and it's sort of our minute ends right when JLo lo says that he's he looks like the handsomest man on earth and then we we stop there
2: Ugh. That was so hard oh. to hear. Like as someone who really liked her music when I was in like middle school, like it made me feel as if it was some kind of curse of getting older like may all your hip hop and R&B pop stars become moms in movies <laughs> one day.
0: <laughs> and why would she think that her 15 or 16 year old son would want to hear that he looks like the handsomest man on earth? <laughs> <laughs> like just, just tell me, looks nice.
1: Yeah, that that is tough. When uh, speaking from experience, when moms <laughs> pay compliments, it, it can be it can be tough to take it at a certain age.
0: He's already so nervous because he has his date.
1: Yes, with one of the most attractive girls in school, as we'll as we'll learn next minute, as he mentions <laughs> very excitedly. So, unless there's anything else, I think we'll wrap it up with this minute, and we'll move on to the next because there's even more exciting things that begin in that minute. So now let's uh, let's go around the room and see what uh, you guys have to plug. Uh, Caroline, what do you have to plug?
2: Sure. Um, I am the host of the Loose Cannon podcast. It's a show where uh, me and a guest discuss a movie that they like for personal rather than critical reasons. Um, I think the next episode we're going to do is going to be on either Jaws or Stand By Me um, with the same guest, uh, my friend Stephanie Monahan, who also does the illustrations for my monthly essay series at
0: Quaint Magazine. So yeah, look out for that.
1: Awesome. And Megan?
0: Uh, I write a blog about V.C. Andrews at uh, trappedintheattic.wordpress.com.
1: Fantastic. Well, thank you both for joining me for this minute, and I will see you both on the next minute thank you all out there for listening and we look forward to seeing you next time on the cast next door bye guys bye. Bye. thanks for listening to a talking cast presents the cast next door i was your host josh hollis with my guests caroline fulford and megan sunday Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at FirstEdIliad, or download new episodes from thecastnextdoor.wordpress.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Artwork and editing by Josh Hollis. Produced by Darren Husted. Executive producer, Josh Hollis. The Boy Next Door is owned by Blumhouse, Smart Entertainment, New Yorkin, and Universal Studios. No infringement is intended. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved.
0: This is a first edition?